Have you ever experienced shame for feeling a certain way about something? Or maybe even been shamed for having pain? Maybe you've been shamed by medical professionals, colleagues, friends, or family. The feeling of shame is so powerful and shuts down our system. And it is one of the most important feelings to unpack, get curious about, and work through. In today's episode, I am absolutely honored to have interviewed David Bedrick, who is the founder of the Santa Fe Institute for Shame-Based Studies. He is all about unshaming our human experience. Through his institute, he teaches therapists, coaches, and healers from around the world. He is an adjunct faculty for the Process Work Institute and was on the faculty of the University of Phoenix for eight years. He is the author of three books, Talking Back to Dr. Phil, Alternatives to Mainstream Psychology, and Revisioning Activism, Bringing Depth, Dialogue, and Diversity to Individual and Social Change. His newest book is You Can't Judge a Body by Its Cover, 17 Women's Stories of Hunger, Body Shame, and Redemption. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode where I probably could have talked to David for hours on end. In this episode, we dive deep into powerful stories that I hope will completely transform the way you look at your human experience. But before we dive in, I want to make sure that you are signed up for this upcoming three-day experience that I am offering. In this three-day experience, we are going to work through a process together where on day one, we're going to break the cycle of chronic pain. On day two, I'm going to guide you through a process that reclaims your body back from chronic pain. And on day three, you will reclaim your life. By the end of this experience, you will have completely transformed the way you look at pain, your body, and your life. And you'll be able to take the tools you learn and take them forward into life to get back to living life on your terms. That means being able to check in with your body with what is right for your body on any given day, which means you could be able to get up, be inspired to take a hike and go for it without questioning and ruminating on if it's the right thing to do or being scared of your next pain flare up. You'll be able to check in with your body to know, hey, is this workout within my body's capacity for today? You'll be able to lean into instead of recoiling when your partner tries to hug you. The next time you're hit with inspiration for this novel that you're writing, you'll be able to get down, get on the computer and write without worrying about how your back is going to feel. If you're ready to completely transform your relationship with your body and with pain, then make sure you are signed up for this three-day experience. And did I mention it is completely free? I cannot wait to see you there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 60 of the Unweaving Chronic Pain podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Andrea Moore, chronic pain specialist. And as you probably have heard, I am on a mission to help those suffering with chronic pain hear the message that their body is sending and transform their pain into power. I want you to get back to living a life that feels aligned and authentic to you and that is guided by your body's wisdom. If this sounds good to you or sounds like it could help somebody else you know, please make sure to pass this episode on. And now I hope you enjoy this interview with David Bedrick as much as I did. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, David. I am so excited to talk to you because Mm -hmm. I've just been following your work on Instagram. And I, I love it. So just welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yes. And so I'd love for you to start by just letting people know a little bit about yourself and how you got into the work of unshaming that you do mm. and what that even is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good question. Look, I'm already hesitating because I'm, I have personal story, which I, which I, I'm not shy to tell because I, because mm. I've told it. Sometimes I think there's something else that wants to come out, but I'm going to tell my personal story. I grew up uh, in a 
Jewish home with a violent father. That meant he used fists and belts to express his rage. That's what I mean by violence. And I grew up with a mother. I'm 67 years old. So there's a generational aspect to this, not only. Uh, I grew up with a mother who was incredibly disempowered. And what that meant is she was way over her head in mothering and dealing with a husband like that. So what that meant was she had to act like it wasn't happening. That was that's what some people do when they're disempowered. They're kind of like, oh, this is not that bad. It's, let's act like this is not happening. For sure. So uh, because she did that, I had two experiences. I had the violence. I call that the perpetrator of my father's aggression, and then I had my mother's denial and gaslighting denial means it's not really happening why are you making that up you exaggerate they would never do that and gaslighting means why are you so dramatic why are you so sensitive how come you can't let go of those things it must be some psychological problem you have and that's why this is coming up and that's very important to me uh, andrea about shame because my mother's role it wouldn't have to be my mother's it could have been somebody else's it could have been the police or or a doctor or somebody who said the same thing, you're making this up. You don't have, I, there's no such thing as limes. I don't know what you're talking about. So it could be that also denial or gaslighting. You must have some kind of psychological problem. That's why you're having physical illness. I call yes. that gaslighting. And that role that my mother then plays in my story or that doctor in, in this ex other example becomes internalized. And that means inside of me, I start looking at things as maybe things aren't happening. Maybe it's not the way I think. Andrea just said something nasty to me. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just taking things the wrong way. I'm always taking things the wrong way. Yes. And what I'm doing to myself right now by saying that is what my mother did. Can you follow? She lives yes. inside of me and quote unquote mothers me, mothers me in that way. Right? Yeah. Not some big general grandmother. That's the way it happens. And I call that internal viewpoint shame. And people walk around distrusting themselves, not sure what's true. They have an experience and they think maybe it's not happening or they think that they're causing it or something like that. And it puts them out of touch with themselves. I call that shame. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I just want to just take a moment to just hold so much just love and space for that story. Mm -hmm. And just thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that because I think that is such a powerful Way to, way to explain shame, like mm -hmm. so powerful that it's beyond, I mean, there's the violence piece and then there's that internal viewpoint piece that is, mm -hmm. is stays mm -hmm. with us. It's harder to heal than the perpetration. Now, let yeah. me make the caveat. Perpetrators mm -hmm. can kill a person. That's yeah. bad. Yes. <laughs> right? you know, I'm not bad, I'm not bypassing that. It's not that bad what people do. People damage people mm -hmm. incredibly huge worthy of our best attention but psychologically what people deal with is what's going on is this and all the confusion about what their experiences mm -hmm. and the ways they're trying to communicate that that are indirect because they don't even know believe themselves that's a very complex the, if i told you yes. I, I cut up my arm and it's really bad it's bleeding you would say i know what to do let's go to the hospital they should stitch it it would be yeah. bad but you would have a direct action but if yeah. I come to say, why am I like this? You know, Andrew, I'm such a mess. I, I got angry yesterday. I'm such a weird. That person coming to you with all that stuff, that's very confusing. You don't, you, I haven't even told you I got hurt. I just yeah. tell you I'm a mess of a person. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, 100%. And I'm mm -hmm. sure listeners can relate to this so much because I think this is so common with chronic pain. It's like, there's the pain and then there's the like the confusion about it. And then the gaslighting that medically happens because- I know for so many listeners, especially women, anybody of color, when they go and seek help, they are gaslit. They are like, oh, it's in your head. Like you're making it up. It's not that bad. And that can You can't find anything. So it must be, you must be yeah. something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, exactly. And this is, this is so common because chronic pain doesn't show up on an MRI or an X-ray when it's from the nervous system level. And so what I see so often is there's so much mm -hmm. shame about even having pain and it just adds these layers mm -hmm. 
And then when we have then the layer of, oh, it's it's in your head. It's because it's you're, there's too much stress. You're not doing this right. You need to be doing more of this. And there's layers of shame of I brought this upon myself. Yeah. So much of the work I do with clients is working through those layers before we can get into anything else underneath it. Mm, that makes sense. Pain is pain is such a taboo topic. It sounds like it. Oh, that hurts. I'm in mm-hmm. pain, but but it's such a taboo topic. It, and that sounds crazy. It's and with, here's what I mean. Let me say what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. If you're in pain, and I'm not what I call a shaming witness, meaning I'm not that gaslighting person Mm -hmm. denying what's wrong with you. And I'm really willing to get to know you and see you as a person who has pain. Mm -hmm. If that's true, I have to do something that's very rarely, it's very simple, but very rarely done. Tell me what your pain is like. Yes. This is such a fundamental. Now, sometimes people ask for one second. It doesn't have to be a 20 minute discussion or that would be fine. Because then, for instance, if you were to play one of the people you know, mm-hmm. right, and I were to say to you, tell me about what the pain is like. You can make somebody up, a general person that's out there that would could relate. What would you say? I think so often with my clients, there is resistance to even answering that question. Great. There is the fear Mm-hmm. That if sorry, I'm not playing a good client right now. No, so no, no. I want you to play okay, the play okay. the person that really play the yeah. person that you know, and then let's see how what we would do together. Mm-hmm. It is because I know what I, I'm like going into my head. I'm not the best role player here, but I will do my but best. So play the person like, who's resistant. I'd let that would be fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it feels like. I'm scared to like. I don't want to feel it more. I, I'm in it all the time. Why would I go into it? That's great. And now, and now what I'm seeing, you're calling that the first layer I'm seeing because people can't, people can't see if they're watching hands up and they're kind of in forward and they look like a little shaky and they're like in front of you. And then I would say, Oh, I'm seeing, I'm going to exaggerate it a little bit. I'm seeing you. I'm hearing your voice uh, uh, and I'm seeing your hand shaky and I'm seeing you, I'm hearing you tell me this is not a good thing, pleasant thing to go into, mm-hmm. to even share with some, with me. Yeah. I'm starting there because that's where you're telling me to start. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm just listening to you. I'd say, well, that's a big thing already. How difficult it is to even share your pain is already very important to me. Mm-hmm. And I would just stay right there. And then wait for you to take me anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think I go into the fear of if I, if I go into it, I'm going to just make it happen even more. Wow. Wow. Right. Some part of you says, if you go into it and feel it, you're making it happen more. Interesting. And then I would say to this imaginary person, do you think that is true? I don't, I'm not trying to say it's not. I just genuinely want to know, do you really think that you do make it happen? Or do you think that's just an idea that's not really true, but it's, but it gets in your way? What do you really deeply think? I want to trust you. What I hear people so often say is I've been told that's what happens, or I've read if I think a thought that that's what happens, that's what makes it come true. Right. That's very important. You've heard that a lot of times. It gets in a little bit for you, but you don't 100% believe that that's true. That's what you're telling me so far. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Let's have a conversation. I'm going to play a person who tells you that you're making the pain happen. And I want you to tell, to disagree with me, argue with me, react to how insensitive that feels to you. Because it does, doesn't feel right to you. I can tell because you're telling me mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, get ready. Do not take this. I'm going to play somebody. Do not let this in. Because if it gets in, it'll hurt you, you see. I don't want to believe that. I'm not, I'm not purposely making it happen. And then somebody over here says, Andrea, you're making this happen. What would you, if you could speak back to that person, what would you say? I'd want to punch them in the face. I'm so glad you do. You may not, I may not want you to actually literally punch them because I don't want you to go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) But that, that fight that's in you against that, 
that wants to punch them, you're going to need that. Yeah. That's part of having chronic pain is having a fist that says, don't tell me I'm creating things. You'll need, other, if you don't have that fist that says, I want to punch you, that energy, I'm not saying you should go punch people. The energy inside that says, don't tell me that and has a fist of energy. And if you don't have that, you'll end up having chronic pain plus thinking you're causing the pain, which is awful. Yeah. That's where we are so far. That's where now I'm going to step out of the role play. That's where we are so far. That's one of the things that needs to be done. Every, and then people can relate to that. Yeah, I need that. I need that in my way. I needed that with my mom. I didn't have that, right? Or whatever, yes. in different places. And many of us need that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I love that. I love that. I think that, that that meeting somebody where they are and letting them have that expression is just yeah. so beautiful and important. It's so beautiful. You know, I, I was just writing a proposal for a new book called Unshamed. And um, I was writing about the, I'm going to call him a doctor because he medically, he's a medical doctor, Larry Nasser. Mm, he was yes. the man who abused, I don't know how many girls and women in the U.S. Olympic gymnastics mm -hmm. group and in the University of Michigan. Just a few years ago, he was taken to court and convicted of the abuse, sexual abuse of 160 women and girls. That we that came forward. And here's the question that interests me. And that's kind of powerful just to say, always like you said, I slow down and let people take that in. Two things upset me about that. Obviously, the violence he perpetrated. That went on for two decades, Andrea. Who was told? Tons of people administrators, FBI, CIA, police, mothers, fathers, other people in the university, tons of people. Yeah. Mothers who were told, and when they finally found out it was really true, because they were telling their daughter as well, he's a doctor. Some of those mothers committed suicide. It was so painful to realize mm -hmm. that they didn't affirm the pain of the non-wit, the people who say, mm -hmm. if you're causing this, you're something's wrong with you. Nothing's really happening. That pain, the pain of the perpetration, incredible. Mm -hmm. But the pain of all of those people and the people and those women and their children who they, they can't see clearly because they're not allowed to see their own pain. The pain that ripples out because no one says, what is happening for you? I see. Tell me, I believe you 100%. If you're shaking, I believe it's terrifying. Whatever you're showing me, I'm going to believe I'm on it. Yeah. Right? I'm on it. That's the, that's part of what you're telling me about in terms of the, the chronic illness. I'm on yeah. it. I believe you a hundred percent. I'm an ally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do want to just like give pause to that. Cause I think that is, I went to the university of Michigan, so I'm familiar mm. and I don't think I, one, I try to not even pay that much attention to it because I am a sensitive soul and can only take in so I much. See that. Right? I am, and, I'm, I'm noticing you now too. And I'm sorry for being, Oh gosh, no, it's okay. Sensitive. Yeah. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're totally fine. Yeah. And, um, mm, you're a sensitive soul. And mm -hmm. this is a new discovery of mine that I'm a sensitive soul, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm, it's really important. Very, uh, had a very, very big uh, wall up before I got into this work for myself that has been part of my healing journey is even just seeing that for myself. But yeah, I think that that just really hits hard of like, I think the, the and I think so many listeners can relate to of the like not being witnessed the it's like the pain in itself is so challenging enough right the the abuse in itself is so much and then to not be believed and to not be heard like just rips my heart apart to think about like it's just yeah devastating and and, and I and I hear it every day from people and 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 when I was in the clinic I mean I heard it so much more just because I of the volume of people I would see and it was it was a really challenging thing to just so consistently mm -hmm. hear like you're the first person who's ever listened to me like my doctor told me this wasn't real or this is in my head or this couldn't mm -hmm. be possible or I'm faking it um, or I'm just lazy or I just want to mm -hmm. get out of work right like the amount of things and for women I mean you hear about it around like menstrual pain and things like that of like 
can't be that bad. And it's like, then they find out that their entire body is like, you know, or their entire uterus is engulfed in endometriosis. And it's just like, nobody believed them. Nobody took the pause to look. And it's that pain. You're like, I think it's just like what you went said at the beginning. It's just like that creates so much trauma in the body and just confusion in the nervous system and layers and layers that then need to be witnessed and looked at. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge form of, it's a huge injury. It's not just, well, I just don't think that's true. It's a violent thing to do to another human being. And if they're trying to manipulate you, then you can say, I feel like you're trying to manipulate me, you know? Um, But if that's not what's happening, causing an injury to another human being, but it's considered relatively normative for people to to do that it's not like wow there's some assholes out there you know it's relatively normative to doubt people um doubt people's experiences yeah yeah especially when it yeah comes to to chronic pain and especially i find for like when i had my concussion syndrome symptoms because i did not have a scratch on me and because i you know looked normal right it was like I remember someone this is like the one like phrase that stuck with me so much was someone asked how I was and I was like I I mean I'm getting through like my brain like feels awful it's hard you know if you're gonna ask like I was sharing I think I just needed to share at that time and she just goes it sounds like a case of the Mondays that's how everybody feels Mm. and I remember just thinking like you know how many Mondays I have lived before this happened? Like, I know that my experience is not my typical Monday. You know what I mean? I can't speak for anybody else's, but it was just that, like, I think for the, since I, that was probably three or four years after I started working as a physical therapist. So it's like, I, I got to kind of finally experience it. So firsthand what I was hearing my patients tell me over and over of just the, the unwillingness for people to, to see them. And it almost creates, I think, um, a culture where people are then scared to walk around and and like on a day that they're feeling better to go out and do something because then they feel, they fear they won't be taken seriously. They're like, well, if that person sees me going grocery shopping, or if I run into someone I know, then on a bad day, they won't believe me. I see. I see. Right. What a complicated inner dynamic people have to go through yeah. that's what those are important stories to be told this is what i do i wake up feeling bad i don't want to be around mm-hmm. people i wake up feeling good and then i don't be around people because they won't believe me and i'm feeling bad and all yeah. the inner suffering the psychological torment that goes along with the physical experience so you have those we were talking about that before the show yeah. those two pains there's the physical pain if it's a mm-hmm. chronic physical pain as some people have some psychological pains. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that as a made up means meaning. Yeah. Pressed in pain ways or have agonies and things that are, mm-hmm. that they don't know what to do with. But then there's that pain of the torment around it, which is really awful. Mm-hmm. Then people need something really big. They need that to be understood. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, people need their pain witnessed. The yes. actual pain. That person you were showing me, not yet. Yes. I, I, I was, I, I work with, I say, not yet, David, she's showing you the mm-hmm. first step. You got to go there. But I would be thinking, Andrea, mm-hmm. and saying to that person, if, if that was the right moment, mm-hmm. at some point, I still want to know about your actual physical experience. Yes. And then I would want to know two things. I want want to know what it's like physically, not as a word, mm-hmm. physically. So that would mean a person would have to close their eyes almost always close their eyes and go inside yes and study it for at least 15 20 seconds it would have to be mm-hmm. hours to say are you feeling it yes go ahead and just hang out with it for another 10 15 seconds and tell me what you physically feel and then the first the next step would be and this is would be very edgy for people but the next step would be to express what it's like to be in that much pain Mm. and eventually at best if they can it's to make sound 
And the reason why sound is so important is because if I have pain, I don't even know it for sure unless it's seen somehow. And if I say it's really sharp pain in my belly, you know, let me try, I'll do something. I get mm-hmm. pains in my belly regularly. I used to get a lot more acid in my esophagus from drinking coffee and acid and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I would say, oh my gosh, Andrew, I get this pain and this acidness. It's really sharp in my esophagus. And you would feel a connection with me. Oh my gosh. But now watch this. Now I'm going to go remember that pain and I'm going to tell you what it's like. Yes. Ah, it's burning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something happens different for you now. Something happens different for me. I get teary and weepy. Just my natural compassion starts to come up. I want to weep genuinely in the moment. Yeah. And you're impacted. Yes. That shakes me. That shakes me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Now I know what's in me is out. And I've heard it. I may never have heard myself express it. And somebody yeah. else is there. And you've heard it, and you're going to be impacted by that. That's a huge moment. Yeah. That counters the disbelief. Then I think people don't believe me. It hurts, but I know what it's like because I remember that moment. I can still hear my voice. I can still feel my shaky tears. I still remember what Andrea did when she looked at me and was, oh my gosh, and had this big reaction. That will go in very deeply. Yeah. That's what I mean by witnessing pain. It has to be shown to mm-hmm. another human being. Right. If we saw an animal, we would know they're in pain because they'd mm-hmm. be like, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, go, oh my gosh, you know, if we have feelings, we'd kind of <laughs> like, we know that that animal was yelping or yeah. making noise or howling out of pain. Yes. And it's I, a huge yeah. thing to do. Yeah. It's not easy for people that. to do, but huge in terms of that sense of somebody gets it. I'm sorry, yes. go ahead. We're going to say something. Oh, no, I was going to say, I love the idea. I, I love the sound expression. I feel like I use that in some other ways, but I don't think I've used that in exactly that way. So I just thank you for, for sharing that because that's so powerful. And um, I often walk people through a process that's about like meeting their pain. Mm-hmm. And so they can almost just see it in front of them and, and like from a much more like somatic and, and, and kind of visual and felt sense level but I, yeah it was great visual is that, great that sound yeah. expression is yeah I I just love that addition to it um but yeah we we I go through a process with people where we are like meeting the pain and ultimately the way I look at pain is it's still part of your body yeah. and and so often people are in a place where they're in such a like wanting to distance themselves and get of rid of and fix yeah. And they're resentful or they're hating on their pain. And it's like, ultimately, it's all whatever we're feeling towards our pain is what we're feeling towards our own body. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and so mm-hmm. a lot of the work is about how can we shift the relationship with pain and, and, and get to know it? And why is it here? That's great. And what, you know, and often oh my, it's amazing what can come up when we start that like inquiry process of just like, like let's get to know you and and yeah i i love also just love what you said of just letting people have their their reaction a a client just keeps coming popping in my head so i'm going to share this story yeah is i can't i think we were it was in reference to like how how are you feeling towards your pain right like allowing that to be expressed and she oh it was so it was so good like went on probably like a five minute just rant on like how she wanted to rip out her spine and Mm. shred it and like it was Mm. and she kept being like like it was it was like so fascinating to see her pop in and out of the like full expression they're like oh my gosh I'm sorry is this too violent I'm like yes like let this out like this is so good of just like how she just I mean it was it was awesome. Like how she just like wanted to decimate it. And it was just like, it was just letting her have that full expression of how Mm -hmm. she felt. And it was like, when that was witnessed and allowed, and she was like, Mm -hmm. I've never said that out loud. Like I've thought this, but I've suppressed it. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me for thinking these violent thoughts. But it's Mm -hmm. like, when they can be held and, and witnessed, it's, it's amazing. Then that, then what was allowed and made room for. Yeah. That's incredible. 
And then I don't know that particular person, yeah. but when people get in touch with what you're showing, mm -hmm. that their aliveness, this is what it's really like in me. This is the passion, the fire, the fierceness, the violence that lives in me. When people get in touch with that, there's an opportunity to consider what would it be like to live with a little bit more of that energy? Doesn't mm -hmm. mean they should go hurt people and damage people, but to live with a little more uh, and fire and ferocity. You know, again, I always try to distinguish. It's not like they should go out and tear people. Yes. But I bet you, I'll bet you a nickel that if you ask that person, would you like to do that anywhere else in your life? A person, a system, mm. a medical system, a person who you grew up with a teacher, that person will say, oh yeah, that they'll say that lives in me. It's not yeah. only relative to the body no. pain, the body pain wakes that up in them, but they actually need a little bit of that or a dose, at least a dose mm -hmm. to live a, live a more impassioned life. They mm. might, yeah. That's so they good. I need to go away. Okay. I'm glad I got that out. Now I don't have to have that anymore. No, yeah. maybe you need that. Maybe you're not going to write the book about your pain without a bunch of that. And other, and maybe you're not going to tell people, don't you dare do that to me when I'm telling you about my pain without some of that and all, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And, I, and it goes right into then often for, and for this person in particular, I'm thinking of, right. She was someone who as a child had to be the peacemaker, there you had go. to be the calm one had to be the one that was patching everything together, had to be the only one with a smile on her face. She was, I forget her family's nickname for her, um, but it was, you know, something of smiling, the little ray of sunshine, right? And it was like not allowed, like the, the anger was not allowed. Some part of her is learning very quickly. That's, that's not why she's suffering. That's not what's causing her chronic pain. Yes. And in the midst of that chronic pain, She's being woken up more to you're not only sunshine. Again, yes. we can't got to separate those. We can't make that like, and that's the lesson. If you got that, you wouldn't be. And that's a <laughs> no, bunch of bullshit. Go yes. right back into the same shit, and then she should want to rip me apart if I say that, and I would deserve it. And then parts of us connect with ourselves and grow in these hellish spots, and then mm. find things about that, and you think, oh, that happens for a number of people or silenced in in families or in cultural systems and some of for some people that's just right and for some people they're not meant to be quiet like that and then they find voices and then they need support to do that some people throw up and vomit some people have pain people do all kinds of different things that get them in touch with this is what's in me again i gotta make that caveat i'm not saying that's why a person is ill that's the lesson they need. All that stuff is gaslighting and damages people. But if you put me under pressure, you probably will find my fist. And it's not because I needed to have you treat me lousy. It's because what's happening. But then I do get reminded, oh, wow, I have a fist. I'm going to learn to use that. While you're, while you're reminding me that I have it, I'm going to learn to use that. Yeah. That's, that's useful for people. Then they can start living their life with more of that in this case, that for fierce, rah, yes. whatever that is, we're calling it rah, 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 but yeah, whatever. It's an energetic experience that the person has living inside them. Yeah. And I want to highlight what you said too of the, it's not some lesson you need to learn and then everything just gets healed. Yeah. Because I, like, I, I would love for you to even expand on that because I think this is such a common thing that people feel like they're like, well, I, in therapy, I learned this and, but my pain isn't gone yet. And well, I learned that, you know, I had this as a kid and, and yet my pain's not gone yet. And it's, and they're still applying this yeah. perfectionism onto themselves as they need to show up in this perfectly polished, only this one mm -hmm. way. And if they're showing up as anything else, that something is wrong with them when it's, this is just part of your wholeness. Yeah. That's right. That's the shame that enters. Yeah. If I did the right thing, this would go away. It's such a warped view of a world. There's so much pain in the world, actually. Yeah. And the sort of normalization, there's a kind of a culture, person, doctor, parent, teacher, whatever they are, that says, it's easier to be around you if you're smiling and nice. 
So don't show me that you're fierce, that you want to rip me apart or that you're in agony and that you're actually screaming inside and all those things. Don't show me those things. And that's an illness. Yes. That idea about how people are supposed to be, that is an illness. It creates enormous amounts of pain. People can't die well. I used to work in a hospice. People can't have chronic pains. People can't get born. People can't be black, white, Jewish, male, Asian, uh, African, Middle Eastern, Eastern European. You can't be anything is the point. You can't be a child. You can't be, have gotten, had a difficulty in your childhood. Every child has. You can't have ancestral trauma. No person gets out of this world without having ancestral trauma. So what are we going to do with the fact that we're human? Now, some people... Some people can't disconnect from the sensitivity that connects them to deep pain. Some people can't do that. It's not meant for them to do it. They have a voice. It's not an easy path. It's a freaking hard path to have that. And they feel. Yes. And some people can numb themselves out or disconnect or be insensitive. I don't think it's because the pain's not around. I just think some people, whatever it is, they're not given that path or they're able to numb that out, or whatever the reason is, they're able to get around that. But some people can't. And but some then they have other kinds of difficulties. But then then those people who do feel those things, those are our healers. Those are not yes. the sick people. Those are the healers to say, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. I worked with a woman who was uh Rena, she's not let me tell her story, but she she died some years ago. She contacted me seven, eight months, something like that before she died. And um, she hadn't taken a vacation because she, the only time she felt good about herself was when she was at work because she didn't have a a lot of inner Mm -hmm. hatred that she learned from people. And she finally took a vacation and she was at the beach and she stepped on something that cut her foot. It didn't look like a very bad cut. She went to some clinic and they bandaged it up she went home and the next day she woke up and it was obviously infected. There was some mm-hmm. inflammation in the foot and she went to the doctor and they lanced it and they gave her an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. A few days later, the thing comes back, right? So and I'm telling these really strong stories. I have to, oh, <laughs> which I tell people trigger alerts or something. I should say those kind of things. So they tried lots of things to take that infection away, uh, putting her on intravenous antibiotics by time she was close to dying she had been through this so strong i just got to say it though because it's real and that's what we're talking about she had been through 31 surgeries cutting pieces of her away because the infection wasn't going away with medicines and they were trying to cut away Mm -hmm. the infected parts so that it wouldn't so they're moving up her leg yeah right yeah and um incredible the pain that she was in was like oh my gosh because the infection wasn't going away it just it kept moving and they treatments that they were trying were like and when described those are too agonizing to even think about but one day andrea she said to me uh, that she had a dream at night and in the dream she was lying on the road bleeding and cars were driving by like she didn't exist Right. Isn't that the experience we're talking about? Oh, yeah, well, yeah whatever. I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to work. You must be, I don't know. You're probably making things up. You're just lying on the road there. And I asked her what it was like to be lying on that road. And I thought she was going to talk about how much people bypass her and treat her like nothing's wrong. And she said, you know what it's like? Those people driving by, they're all dead. She said, I'm the only one who's alive. Isn't that incredible? Wow. They're all walking around. Yeah. They don't even know what's happening. They don't yes. know gender, race, climate, war. And they don't know totally. about what's going on. The amount of sexual abuse, girls being raped in their homes, 25%. Yeah. They don't know anything. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Said, they're yes. all dead. Yeah. I'm screaming in pain. I'm the I'm the only one alive in this road. Yeah. Oof. That, that is. Yeah. That is. Yeah. So powerful. 
Isn't that so powerful? Yeah. That's yes. a teacher. It yeah. is. And mm-hmm. yeah. And it just goes, yeah. I mean, I think it's so powerful. And even like the way you started the story of like, this is this is big, but I'm gonna tell it. It's real. Is is that right? Like, I think we're so and I, I find myself falling into this all the time too, right? We so want to just separate from the suffering, from painful experiences, from pain. But the reality is, is that is part of the human experience. Yeah. And there, that's, yeah, that's been a huge part of my journey is just mm-hmm. being able to say that out loud as truth has yeah. been. Yeah, a yeah. big part of the journey. And then a particularly censored part. It's yes. not just any of the parts. It's the part that says, and then don't show it. And yes. that's what makes it so damn difficult. It was just like people, some people kind of going, oh man, can I tell you what's going on today? It's agony. I can't stand somebody criticize me on Facebook. Man, I was up all night. That happens for me. If I can show that, that yeah. would be fine. But because I that gets censored, and have to be relatively reasonable or thoughtful or developed so I don't have it or whatever. I'm 67 and worked on myself for 30 years and a therapist. I shouldn't be triggered. If if I can, I have to present it that way, but I can't present it as just a human being. And you can kind of go, oh my gosh, somebody said something like that to you. And you're not going to say, why does that bother you? You're going to say, oh my gosh, I had this experience the other day. A person just looked at me. I don't know why it was a sensitive day. I was at a, yeah. a cafe and they said, what do you want? And I was like, hurt me all day. That would be a better world for me to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yes, yes, I I completely agree. I think there's been such a blessing and a curse, or maybe not the best word, but whatever of 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 social media and like attention to I think this this world of trauma and this world of like nervous system regulation because it's become like if my nervous system is dysregulated, if I'm triggered, something has gone wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong with me versus we all get triggered. Yeah. That's part of having a human and ner- nervous system. How can we support ourselves through it and be with that mm-hmm. and not make it mean anything about us or that anything has gone wrong or that you haven't done enough inner work. Yeah. Um, Most triggered people are the ones who don't look like they're having any impact, any reaction. And that's because mm-hmm. they've developed a coping strategies that are so strong. Yeah. And the person living inside there is no longer in there. Yeah. They just, they've just figured out this is how I can do it. And then, and they genuinely don't think they're being triggered. They just think they're strong. And some people yeah. are strong, but not necessarily in the way of, I don't feel anything. And some people have a kind of an immunity and they don't suffer certain kinds of pains that other people suffer. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who walk around with a protective coding, a coping strategy that looks less shakable. And it's because what's shaken them is so big, they can't get near it. They're like, don't take away my, I'm going to say the word fundamentalisms. And I don't mean just in terms of religion, the fundamentalisms that could be a religion. It could be a new age idea. It could be Mm -hmm. who I should be as a man making money. It could be. I have to be an open woman and be caring for everybody else. Fundamentalism, meaning this role is so close to me. I must always be in it no matter what. Yes. And in that case, I don't, I'm not allowed to have diverse experience and various experience. I have to be in one way. Hi, I'm smiling. I'm here. No matter what's going on, whether I want to listen to you or not, whether I'm having menstrual cramps or not, whether I'm having migraines or not, I'm calling that a fundamentalism because it's so rigid, mm-hmm. right? And that person might not notice they're triggered by anything. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. might think, "Wow, what's the matter? I'm just being here." Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And since the trigger has been so strong that something got shaken, and you can't get near it. Mm-hmm. They won't let you near that. They can't let themselves near it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we call yeah. that healthy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. You're walking around in a state of total nervous system regulation and no reaction at all times. You're that's that's what's supposed. That's what. Yeah, that's normative. Know. And somebody say, that's good. That looks good to me, somebody says. Yes. Yeah. I once yeah. worked with a woman who, she was bulimic. This one out, a particular person, because so many people have a similar kind of story. Mm-hmm. And I'll make the details neutral enough where it could be many people, but this is but mm-hmm. the essential story. She was so thin. She was a size zero. And she ate 
non-fat um, sorbet and broth. She had so little nourishment in her that she would go to the gym to still try to lose more weight and would pass out. They have to call an ambulance because there was nothing mm -hmm. to be exercising. There's nothing to burn. Yeah. He'd pass out. Her, and I'd be like, what does your family say when you sit there and have only non-fat broth for meal after meal, right? And she, I, um, what do you mean? <laughs> no one even notices that's happening, right? Wow. And you know what they thought? They thought she looked pretty. That's, nor that's what you call normalizing pain. She's showing yes. a psychological pain. In, right? If anybody would see that, you'd kind of go, something's going on with that person. It's pretty awful. It's yes. pretty ugly, not her, but what's happening, right? It's not yes. a pretty sight. And then people say, she's so pretty. Yeah. Yes. That's, the, that's the normalizing around, that's a different kind of pain, but that's the normalization yeah. that happens. Can't you look smiley and pretty and open and generous and listening to me, especially as a woman, and then I'm going to feel mm -hmm. fine with you. Yeah. You know, and I'm even going to like you more and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like you. I mean, oh, 100 but more work, more valuable. Mm -hmm. 100%. I think this is, I mean, I, yeah, a lot of clients I work with have a history of eating disorders and just, yeah, I mean, what you're just talking about of this normalizing, it's just like normalizing such a numbing out of life, of like a not living life, of a not feeling life. Like that's what people are like almost striving for. Yeah. And the reality is, is that's, that's not living. Yeah. And I know, I know I was like, I, Again, as I said, like I, I accepting that I am a more sensitive, emotional person has been a journey in itself because I always thought that meant something was wrong with me. Mm. And I thought the fact that, you know, seeing suffering affected me so deeply mm. made me wrong. And now mm. it's like, well, maybe that makes me like, like your, the story you told of the woman and her dream of like, I, kind of feels like I'm the one who's living of like that I can feel into other people's suffering and you're the healer you're the you're some people call a wounded healer I guess mm -hmm. I like that term but meaning mm -hmm. the culture's healers are the people who are suffering from the culture yeah that's always that's that's always been true you know yeah. people who help make a better democracy are the ones who are suffering under the democracy's blindness yeah right yeah and those people teach us about what democracy is that's the way things that is how healing happens. Mm. That what we look at as the symptoms correct us. They awaken mm. us. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, yes. The way that, that's the way that goes. Um, and then I have to wake up. Yes. That's, or not. Yeah. And then those symptoms will get worse if I don't. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly. That goes along so well. Like I just always see pain as a messenger. It has a message for us. And the way I see it for most people, if we don't listen, it's just going to keep screaming louder because it wants to be heard. Yeah, I think I also want to really, I feel I want to respect your time too. I feel like I could talk to you all day, but. Um, yeah, it's a great conversation. You're so great to talk to. I'm noticing, <laughs> I'm noticing something. People mm -hmm. might, some people might listen to me and I, I'm often passionate about my topic and mm -hmm. around shame and, and whether that's around chronic pain or other kinds of things. Um, so I, that part of my voice is here, but I was asking myself as the time of our together was was happening why am i bringing out such potent stories i might sometimes but not one and then another mm. and feel compelled to do that and um i was kind of wondering about that and i know the answer it's because of the atmosphere you create oh. yeah that being around you i think it's what you're calling sensitivity but it's a way I experience the space that you're creating with me in your tone, in the way you listen, in who you are. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a feeling um, in, the, in you saying, let's, oh, I want to stop and feel that. Those are the specifics, but I can also see it in your eyes and the way you use your hands. Something about that makes me open up and want to share more. That's a special thing about you i'm not just trying to be nice to you i i, I like to be nice to you because i like you seem like a really nice person but i but i'm noticing that particular urge or freedom that comes up in me mm. um, i know oh that must be i must be with the kind of person that is making a space for that mm. yeah. thank you so much that means so much <laughs> yeah. so i i appreciate that because 
yeah, I mean, I could, mm, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a big thing. I can see the big time medicine for people who have been censored, gaslit, don't only believe themselves because of that. I can see why you'd be a great medicine space for people given that and then whatever the skills that you use and the experiences you have that I don't know as much about that <laughs> but I can imagine I would want to I would be more open to tell you certain things than I might be somebody else that's just oh. even you're not asking me about my own you know my, you're not asking me for that yeah. I can just feel that that's a that's a special thing it's a that you're obviously following a calling um and a gift and um that's what I think healing is oh. It's when a yeah. person's following their path and their calling and with all the shit that they have and then bringing out the gifts that are, live in them um, that are connected to some of these difficulties. And I think that's what, a, for me, a, a really good life and a good life may have a lot of hell in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I was going to say it's, 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 it's been a little bit of a, yeah, it, I mean, not a little bit, it's been a, it's been a, a huge journey and I think what you just touched on of like, yeah, it's following your calling. Hmm. It's been a painful journey to get here. I mean, I don't think there's yeah. any other way to say that. Like it has been, it's been the hardest part. I know we will go in a minute, but just if you want to say, I'm, you don't have to say at the moment, I don't know, putting you on the spot or. I think seeing, seeing what you see, trying to see that in myself, because it's still very challenging. Oh, oh. <laughs> Trusting that. Um, oh. That's, yes, I think my, I don't even know, self-confidence doesn't feel like the right word because that feels too light. Yeah. It's much deeper than that. But just just trusting, trusting myself, trusting my, my journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, and there's something that just keeps bringing me back to it. Like I, as much as I've tried to kind of go a different way or make yeah. things easier, it's just like, I just, I, I keep coming. My body just keeps sending me back to it and it's finding ways to just direct me back. Mm. And so it's, it's, it feels mm. like every step opens up more, more opportunities for healing, AKA a lot more emotional pain, but yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I have a pretty heavy ancestral history in my parents and everything. So it's been a mm. lot of of healing around that and and working yeah. through through a lot of layers. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. Get doses, deal with some of the agonies, get some breaks every so often. Yes. However you yeah. do that, Netflix or oh yeah, dinners or whatever Rolling. beaches yes. or whatever people do you know ice cream <laughs> exactly. you know whatever you know, get some get some of your breaks from that and mm -hmm. you know this stuff will be waiting so you can't do it 100 of the time but and we need significant breaks and mm -hmm. rest and breaks from facing all those things mm -hmm. but then the path opens up as yeah. You say. And, yeah it's yeah, I think that there's like opportunities where I'm like, I could just go do something else. And that it's it's at the point where it I know there will continue to be a lot of challenges for me on this path that I am choosing, but choosing something quote unquote easier on paper actually just feels like so not an option on so many yeah. levels. Yeah. Because the times where I've tried that just feel even worse. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah so i'm like i will at least choose the pain of following yeah. myself over the pain of not that's it yeah and then there's a certain there's a certain kind of wellness that comes when you take a step that's yours in addition to the difficulties there is a kind of a wellness that goes i'm i'm thinking of that woman rena again and how much pain she was in and uh, we used to howl together. Mm. And this is so interesting because she was like in whatever, as much pain as anybody I would know, and whatever it is, people will know. Really, really bad pain. And we would howl together. And when she would tell me about her pain, it'd be like, oh, David, it's, it's like, it's, like, it's unbearable. And then we would start howling and we kind of, hurry, hurry. She had a dog and the dog would be howling with us. It was really fun. And she and while she was howling, we we're both laughing 
and smiling. What is that? That's not denial. That's that's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. let's laugh it off. What's happening? I always thought, what's happening in that moment? Her pain's not gone. She, you know, a little bit later, she's laying around kind of, and it hurts. So I'm not thinking she's healed in that sense. But what's happening in that moment that we're howling and smiling and laughing? Who's smiling? Again, this is not like a denial laughter. Yeah. It's just like, and it's not like laughter, like this is funny. It's like some release. And the release is of this almost like a certain crazy, this is so crazy, like a kind of wellness joy in the expression. Mm. It's like, this is crazy, you know, like, but it's happening. And I knew it would happen regularly that something would feel so good about doing that. There's also, there's the pain, but then right next to it is this feeling really good. Yes. Again, it's not like then you're not, you're good. You're not in pain, but I would study that so often with people because it fascinated me that in these horrible experiences, there's also some kind, I call it wellness. There's something Mm -hmm. that's in the middle of the experience. doesn't look like a hell. There is the hell. Yeah. And then there's something else in the midst of that when it's free. Um, Yes. That's a, it's its own thing. Yeah. I know sometimes I'll like even stub my toe. And if I let myself go crazy, ah, there's something just <laughs> delightful about that. And, and it hurts like hell for that. Yes. Very short moment. Right. Cause I know it's going to go away. That's totally. not chronic pain. Cause I know in like, oh, whatever, yes. yeah, in yeah. like a minute and a half, you know, in 30 seconds can be a lot less in one minute is going to be a lot, mm-hmm. lot less in two minutes. It's going to hurt a little bit. And so that's like knowing that changes a lot. Right. Cause if you, if you think it's never going to go away, but it might not, that's a whole, different conditions so i don't want to minimize that no, but there's something about the howling and da, 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 and being overly dramatic about it yes just like and it's a pleasure in a way it's a strange I, pleasure yeah, yeah no i love i love the howling i love i love the noises you bring in it like makes me so happy um but yeah no i think it's so possible to be able to find these moments of uh, this feeling yeah. of yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I feel like I, I think I refer to it as like joy, but it's like a joy in in pain, in feeling. It's this, it's that. I think it's that. I think that I'm just gonna keep now thinking of that image that she had of that dream of this, like in feeling alive, of like yeah. in feeling so much. It's just like I am so fully human, and and it's like we yeah. can be holding both. I think so often it feels impossible to have both but I absolutely feel like yeah. it we can absolutely hold both and I think now I find that in, in some moments where I am bawling on the floor there is this piece of like this feels so isn't that great good. you almost miss it you know it feels almost, so not like sitting good. there all cramped up yeah. but you almost like and then someday you're like, nothing's happening. You're almost missing that moment. You're bowling on the floor, you know? Like, totally. That was so good though, you know? <laughs> it's like, it feels like, oh, at least like things were moving and like, right? Yeah, it's like it. this, this vibrancy that moves through you that just feels good. And it's like, yeah, I think what you touched on was so key of that, that allowing it to be free. We're not yeah. judging it. We're not trying to stop it. We're not making it wrong. It's like when it can just be fully allowed, we get to have these moments yeah. It doesn't take away from the pain and it doesn't take away from those other experiences, but they can, they can kind of all be here. They can all be here. That's a, it's a diversity experiment. Yes. Let's bring everybody here. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, I, that translates so well. Right. Of like your presence of another person here does not take away from my presence as myself here. Right. Yeah. It's, it yeah. gets, just gets to all be here. Mm. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's a great place to. Andrew, what a pleasure. Yes, thank you. Oh, this was. so lucky to spend time with you. Yes. And privileged to spend time with you. And spend some time with someone like you who's so alive in her hearted, heartful path. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, Mm. what a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to give, get, have a chance to like, just tell people about where to find you. I'll make sure it's in the show notes and everything. Oh yeah. Make sure. Yeah. Sorry. I I forgot to ask about that. (laughs) Best place to find me is, well, a couple, one is, would be my website and it's David. And my last name is Bedrick, B-E-D-R-I-C-K, davidbedrick.com, like David Bedrock, only it's Bedrick. 
<laughs> and um, so people can find there. I have an upcoming program. People might not hear this podcast soon enough in a week or so called Unshamed. Oh. It's a six-week program. And then, um, and people can follow me on Instagram. I have lots of, yeah, as you would do, I, have, I put out lots of stuff. Yeah, Usually a whole stack of videos that people can mm-hmm. do. And I have uh, paid programs. I have free webinar things that people can get. And, nice. Um, and I've written a few books um, so people can learn about whatever me, my work in different ways. Some I get a good chunk of money from and some I don't get anything <laughs> from. And depending on what your value in finances are, you can access the things I have to offer in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Your work is just absolutely amazing. So I hope everyone goes and follows you and gets to learn from you as well. Thank you so much. Oh, Oh, thank you so much for this conversation. This was amazing. Oh, I got chills re-listening to that episode and definitely forgot how vulnerable I got at the end. Y'all, I'm an Aquarius. I don't do vulnerable super well and he brought it out in me. I loved this conversation with him so much and I cannot encourage you enough to go follow him on Instagram. Go check out his work. He's always just providing amazing stories and experiences of people he is working with. And please also do not forget to sign up for the three-day experience. Remember, we're going to be breaking the cycle of pain, reclaiming your body, and then reclaiming your life over the course of our time together. Make sure you get signed up because it starts on Tuesday, April 18th. And don't worry, if you can't attend live, you can always catch the replays. All right, I will see you there. Oh, and if you think it could be helpful for somebody somebody you know, a friend, coworker, family member, whomever, please feel free to pass on both this podcast and the link that will be in the show notes for you to sign up for that experience. Bye.